Hey, this is Michelle with The Fringe Following. Today is Monday, January 4th, 2021. Happy New Year to all of our listeners. We really appreciate you. Today's session episode will be about the upcoming protest on January 6th, 2021. Unfortunately, I am unable to, to attend due to a medical procedure that I have actually scheduled on the 6th and it was scheduled long before this protest was um, announced. I was reading an article in the Epic Times in their printed version um, dated December 30th, 2020 through January 5th, 2021. And it talked about the car caravans that are forming for the historic protest in Washington. This protest is actually an unprecedented request from President Donald Trump. He asked his supporters to travel to Washington, D.C. and um, prepare for a big protest. And January 6th is a big date, as probably all of you know, when the joint session of Congress will be held and the lawmakers will vet the electoral college votes cast three weeks prior. So a lot of things could happen at this joint session of Congress. So it is a pivotal time. And thus far, with all the election fraud that has come out, we haven't seen a lot of movement forward, unfortunately. And right now, um, to many people and definitely to the press, my enemy, public enemy number one, um, the mainstream media, they, you know, think it's pretty much a done deal with Biden. And they are not talking about any of this election fraud, of course, or any of the evidence that has come forth that really smacks us in the face that. Yes, definitely something happened. Like in Pennsylvania, they showed that for 6,962,607 total ballots were reported as being cast, but records show that only 6,760,230 actually voted. So where did that extra 200,000 votes come from? It's bad. It's very, very bad. And January 6th is a pivotal day. As I was reading the article, they've interviewed a few people and these people um, are going by first names or nicknames so that they don't have to worry about death threats, which is common nowadays for Trump supporters. Um, one was Dr. Enoch on Twitter. And he had a great quote, and I need to share it. And he said, there are two things that Trump's ever asked us to do. One was a vote for him, and the other one is to be in D.C. on the 6th. That's why I started organizing this. And what he is organizing is a caravan um, across the country to Washington, D.C. for the January 6th protest. If you are going or interested in going. It's we're we're getting to be really close to the date, but there are at least three pro-Trump groups that are organizing protests in Washington on January 6th. MAGA Million, March for Trump, and Stop the Steal. The caravans that this article wrote about, the routes start in Boston, 
Lansing, Michigan, Nashville, Tennessee, and Gadsden, Alabama. The Michigan and Massachusetts caravans plan to converge in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania before heading to Washington via Maryland. The Tennessee and Alabama caravans are to converge in Richmond, Virginia. So huge organization, millions of people showing up. Press will downplay it. The press will make sure that we all think just a few people showed up. So don't pay attention to them. They are going to take a stand. A stand I wish I could very much be with them in in this stand. It is the most pivotal time in American history since I've been born. And that's huge. An interesting quote also in this Epic Times article is um, a man who goes by storm on Twitter. He says, Trump is not only the president of America, I believe he is the leader of the free world. If America falls, then the rest of the free world is going to fall to socialism and communism and the new world order. America is the last stand for freedom. That's what I truly believe. And that's why I'm going there on January 6th. It's a serious thing for me, said Storm. And wow, wow, when I really think of that, it's true. I, everything has been leading up to this and it's huge. And while we all can't make our way over there, I want to give massive respect to the people that are organizing these caravans, to the people that are organizing these protests. We see you. We thank you. We wish we could be there with you. You are taking a stand, a powerful stand, on a very pivotal, incredible day for America. We don't know how it will turn out. We don't know where Antifa might be when you show up. You are literally putting your life at risk going because Antifa is known to hurt Trump supporters. If there's enough protection in the streets for you, I pray that if President Trump called you and called all of us to Washington, D.C., that he will provide protection um, because you know that they will be there. The enemy will be there. The enemy is always there. And they're in plain sight now. We are the ones that have had to hide in the shadows for four years while everyone called us racist, misogynist, and xenophobic. We are the ones that we've had to hide. We have to hide in social media. We have to hide in public realms. We take our lives into our own hands. If we wear a MAGA t-shirt or a MAGA hat, it's real. And there are many brave souls that don't give a shit and they wear those hats and t-shirts anyway. And they show up for the rallies and they show up for protests such as this and massive respect. Everything goes out to you and we thank you for being the ones to stand up for us. For those that can't make it there or those that are too fearful to go there. I wish that I could be there. 
and I even debated about changing my um, procedure. Um, debated hard. <laughs> um, I even looked at flights and rental cars and different routes, um, you know, looking at like a one day, one hour, you know, drive on, on Google Maps. And it just didn't work out with what I was trying to do. Um, so I'm keeping my doctor's appointment, which is probably the best decision for my health. But this day is huge. It's huge. And I, I hope those people in the caravans, I hope they have the time of their lives making it known what's important to us, that we stand against socialism. We stand against the deep, deep, deep fraud and the deep corruption in our government that I honestly never realized existed until to this level, to this depth, until I saw what happened in this election and everything that's happened and how they flaunt it in plain sight and how they have almost half the country believing that, you know, there's nothing wrong and it's okay. And listen to us and we're going to keep you in your little bubble and you can just dream happy dreams and know and never know that Biden actually was our choice, our, the deep stage choice, not really America's. They might have been your choice because he wasn't not Trump. And the only reason that you care that he wasn't not Trump was because we programmed you to think that, that he was he was lauded as a good man all up until he ran for president. And all of a sudden he was Satan. Um, I have people close to me that, you know, believe that he is the devil incarnate. <laughs> I recently came out on Facebook about how I feel politically. That is something that I've kept to myself due to people very close to me that believe opposite of me, but I felt it was time. That was my version of taking a stand. And for me, that was huge. I have not been vocal for a long time on my Facebook page in regards to my political views on my personal Facebook page. And I let them know about the podcast. I finally, as I call it, came out of the closet and it felt really good. And then the next day, a cousin, a close cousin, texts me and tells me that she unfriended me because of my one post, which I thought was pretty balanced and pretty from the heart. She said that, you know, she didn't have to read my personal diary to still, you know, be associated with me. I haven't made a political post since then. And that post was, uh, I think it was before Christmas. So it's been a while. I'm posting on other things. I, I don't know if I'm going to turn my personal page into a political realm. I, I don't know, but it hurt. <laughs> it hurt a lot. And we talked and we still had a lot of conversation and we're still friends, but she didn't refriend me. And, you know, I told her, well, you, you could have just not followed me. <laughs> If you were worried that you might get a pro-Trump post showing up in your feed, um, she didn't have any response for that. So she just said, I, I gave her 
post-traumatic stress disorder. So she de definitely has Trump derangement syndrome. She's also scared to death of COVID and bases a lot of her decisions off of that. And so, yeah, that that was tough. So that was my stand and that was thus far my fallout. Not not as bad as it, it could be, you know. Those close to me, um, you know, really close to me didn't like or comment on my post about my political views since they hold, you know, it opposite of me. And I, I guess I can understand that. That was tough. And I think we all have stories like that. That was a cousin, it, you know. There's parents against children that aren't talking. Um, there's a lot more than that. And when you take that and you extrapolate it back to standing tall and standing up on January 6th, that's one of the ultimate sacrifices because you're being public, you can be seen, you may not get much airtime on mainstream media, but anyone could record it and post it anywhere and you'd be seen there. And if Biden actually takes over and AOC gets her wish that Trump supporters are going to be somehow chastised or on a blacklist of some sort, then yeah, there's record of you taking a stand. And I guess for me, there's record on Facebook now that I took a stand, even though I didn't make the post public. I debated heavily, um, but then I finally decided to make it private. So, but still, everything out there is always out there. It, it can get traced. So, yeah, these are the stands that we have to take. And you're going to go out there and you're going to go public. You're going to re wear red, white, and blue because for some reason, liberals don't like red, white, and blue anymore. It's so funny on July 4th, you know, some of them weren't even interested in wearing things that were that color or, you know, just for the fun of it, you know, it was just like, uh, you know, that's, that's their whole view of America is so tainted that even the red, white, and blue stands for a Trump supporter. And that's sad. That's really sad. As I'm looking at the pictures here, and as I'm looking at this article about this, these car caravans that are forming and the protest in Washington, I'm just so impressed. And I don't know what's going to happen on January 6th, what Mike Pence is going to do. He plays a pivotal role. What the senators will do, I don't know. Trump has yet to concede, and that's huge. Very huge. I, I wish I had a crystal ball. The news has been so difficult to follow through all this time um, since the election. Just everything changes so fast. And then you get these crazy posts by Lynn Wood lately that are just really wild that Jeffrey Epstein is alive and that people are bribed by being forced to have sex with children at gunpoint. And then they're forced to shoot the child and that's all on video. And then they use that as a blackmail. And as awful as that sounds, it falls in line with a lot of my studies I did six, seven months ago when I first started digging into all this and the blackmail is used a lot and children and sex came up all over the place. And then here's Lynn Wood, a lawyer <laughs> saying this. 
and he has to be concerned of all sorts of legal suits that could be lodged against him, but he is putting it on record on Twitter. I was shocked it didn't get suppressed by Twitter, but he did do it and it's it's out there and I don't know what's going to come of that either. I got to tell you this, if he if anything shows up with anything happening to him now, yeah, that's he, he that was smart for him to cover himself that way and he even said that in his tweets. If you're interested in looking, you can look him up, Lynn Wood, on Twitter. And it's his tweets around this date. I don't have the exact date, but today's January 4th. So they are tweets of early this year, 2021. They are incredibly interesting and include some articles that are incredibly interesting. And they are no different than my earlier research. And a lot of that had to do with Hollywood and some of it had to do with politicians. And then I think about the Hunter Biden and all that we haven't seen about him. They've said that there were worse things on his hard drive that we have not seen. Major stuff, major stuff going down. But most of all, I want this podcast today to be a support to the Trump followers. I see you, I see all of you. I am one of you. And my whole goal of this podcast was to just communicate. I know how hard it's been. I voted for Trump in 16 and I voted for him now. And I know how hard it's been, how terribly hard and how suppressed we've been and we've been made to feel. Some of you have kept on trucking and I love you, love you, love you. And I admire you admire the pants off you, the ones that have just always bluntly been forward and said, yes, I voted for Trump. And yes, I support everything that he has been doing or most everything that he's been doing. Wow. If there was an award for bravery, um, it should go to you. You know, forget the Oscars. that They should have awards for people that stand for Trump. They really should. And it's not an easy job. And we're persecuted daily just for taking an opposing position to this narrative that has grown so large and so huge and so repugnant and so wrong and so full of lies. This narrative that the mainstream media just loves to hold over us and support and the vaccine is our savior and COVID is bad, bad, bad. And you need to stay home and boo to the people that don't mask and boo to the people that don't close their businesses and lose all their money. And now we hear that in New York that they might actually have a bill that passes. I guess it will be voted on Wednesday on the 6th. And it would give the governor or his appointed person power to actually put people in the hospital that could be deemed a risk public health safety. Now that's really loaded when you think about it. And I'm not going to go through all the ways that we could trace that back to how wrong it is. But this is what we're looking at now. We are in a war and going to D.C., 
Washington, D.C. on the 6th is a huge advance for us as Republicans, those that support Trump, the red wave, whatever you want to call us, that is huge for us to take that stand. And again, to all you that have made that choice and will be there, and maybe you're caravanning right now while you're listening to this, bravo, take pictures, let us know everything, tweet, put it on Facebook publicly, just let us know everything that happens to those that are brave enough to post their choice on social media. And I'm not knocking those that aren't. Everyone has their own path. A friend of mine was re recently dinged. She's a Republican and she was recently dinged by another Republican for not being vocal on her Facebook page. And I believe that's a personal choice for everyone. And we are not to judge. We don't know the other circumstances that person is in and where they're at. With that said, she voted for Trump. And that is the most important thing. And now the second most important thing is to show up in D.C. on the 6th. And I hope that as many people that want to go can go and are able to, and that if they haven't had the opportunity yet or the chance that doors open up so that they are able to go and make their stand known. I'm reading, rereading The Stand by Stephen King right now. And even though he is totally liberal off the charts, like I said, I can respect the art, even if I don't respect the artist. And I'm surprised he wrote this because it actually involves God and his book and good and evil and Satan and and they actually are redoing it. The reason why I reread re the book is they're redoing it right now on, um, I think it's CBS maybe. And they're bringing that forth. Basically, it's a story of people, just normal, everyday people that take a stand against evil. And never have I noticed how apropos that is until now. We are taking a stand against evil. We are when we vote for Trump. We are when we make our true thoughts known. We are when we talk about it on social media. We are when we defend our friends and family that are getting persecuted for following Trump. All of those things, in whatever degree, we are taking a stand. So keep doing those things. Keep taking those stands. Even if January 6th doesn't work out the way that we want it to, and I have no idea how that's going to shake down, there's no precedent. <laughs> there really is no precedent for what's about to happen. We don't know. But keep taking that stand. Even if, God forbid, Biden is actually president, keep taking that stand. We have to keep taking that stand regardless. That's the choice available to us. Some people said, I'll never vote again. I, I don't know if I would go that far. I think we still have to move forward and still do what's in our power. And even if the votes are fucked, I think we still need to push forward 
and keep doing it. Keep voting. Keep saying what we believe. Keep denouncing socialism and communism and the horrible slant that this country is on currently. There is great power in it. And if you're ever having a particularly, a particularly tough time with your stand, with holding to what's true to you due to persecution, rejection, loss of relationship, please reach out and let us know. You can email us at fringefollowing at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, the um, Fringe Following page on Facebook. You can also reach out to us on our website, fringefollowing.com. We want to help. And that is how we can also continue to take a stand, is to help those that struggle. And we struggle too. It's true. I think we all struggle at different levels. I think even Trump struggles with certain things as well, especially how the election has turned out. I, I think this is a gigantic beast. And we didn't realize how bad it was until the election. I know I didn't. And it has really brought home to me the importance of making our beliefs known, not shying away from the other side and letting them know, no, this is wrong. This is what we believe. I'm Michelle with the Fringe Following. Thank you for tuning in. If you're in DC, I'm so jealous. And just let us know how it is. Catch us on our Facebook page. Maybe make a comment or a post. Let us know. Post something from there. Um, picture of, of being there. Because it's going to be great. It's going to be lit. And we appreciate you going and standing for our country in such a time as this.